Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Mark. And Aria. There's not a lot to really cover today from the Crypto 6 trial. It was probably the least interesting, the most boring day uh, so far. It was just basically a day where they have what they call the case agent who apparently is some special FBI agent who gets to sit in and watch the entire trial. Normally when you are a witness in a case, they sequester you. And all of the witnesses so far in the Crypto 6 trial have been sequestered, meaning that they don't get to see the trial going on before they take the stand. Oh, okay. Interesting. This woman, for some reason, because she's the so-called case agent... I still don't know what that means or why it's special or whatever, but she just gets to sit in there the whole time and watch all the witnesses testify. So anyway, she's been getting up there. Uh, they got into my laptop. They cracked the uh, the password, the Linux uh, encryption password on my laptop. Took them. Is that amazing or not? No, it was a short password, so it wasn't. It was a you know, eight character password. It took them about five weeks. All passwords uh, to- only take us time. It's yeah. just a matter of how much time you're going to make them take. Right. Okay. So it took a, it took them about five weeks to get into it. Uh, so they got into your phone. I was phone. wondering. What was the password? They got into my phone, but you. not my laptop. <laughs> and they seem to have gotten into your laptop, but not your phone. That's correct. Yeah, they didn't get into my phone. They did uh, get into your phone. They did get into Renee's and Andy's phones. And so, I thought they provided access. Not to my knowledge. Okay. Well, that's so good. They, uh, Today was a boring day, I think, because... It was just this woman going through all these right. files, basically, that were found on these devices. My impression of today, and this was the first day that I'd actually attended the trial, but yeah. my impression was, but there were reasons prior to, to that, but my impression was that, I mean, for months, for the better part of a year, they had been building this trial to go against you and me. Yes, that's right. And I feel like today was a remnant of that. Mm-hmm. Today was mostly evidence was against day. me yeah. and yeah. conspiracy between you well, the and thing me, is, presumably. It wasn't actually evidence against you for any actual crime. That's right. the thing. Like <laughs> They put up a bunch of quote-unquote evidence showing right. Like that, someone saying, okay, Aria, to me. Like Literally, that yeah. was part of the evidence released today, was they someone sh- saying, okay, Aria. They showed that I had agreements in place with you and, and other people yeah. that we were working with to help people connect with uh, with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. They, sh- they found these things on both my laptop and physical reality in the filing cabinet that you're sitting next to here uh, when they raided the studio. Um, by the way, the laptop files that they found were all sitting on this computer too so it's not like they had to crack into anything they could have they could have just taken right off an unencrypted hard drive as well so the, sure it makes it sound like ooh, he's hiding something right but the the same files were here that's how it was uh, on my phone too it's like we have all these screenshots and stuff i was like you could have just gotten those from like google photos so i mean you, yeah. you didn't have and they to had access to google as well yeah. you didn't have to spend nine months cracking the encryption on my phone you just did which is fine i mean but uh, the, nothing that was nothing that they gained wouldn't have been found by just like looking, going to Google and seeing what I had on Google Photos. Yeah. Uh, well, that's because we didn't you know. We did not think we were doing anything that was illegal, and still right, there's no need to hide it. Uh, I mean, don't think obviously that. we weren't broadcasting screenshots and pictures and stuff publicly, but like sure. I was also not hiding it. I encrypt my phones and stuff because I'm a libertarian, and that's just sort of what we do. We're privacy minded. Right. 
But they of, dropped the money laundering, or most no, of the no, money no. laundering they, they charges. They dropped some of the money laundering okay. charges. There's still a money laundering charge for when uh, a federal agent went undercover and tried to pretend like he was a heroin dealer, and I refused to sell him Bitcoin. Uh, even though I refused to sell him Bitcoin and then subsequently told him that he cannot use our vending uh, machines in town, he went ahead and did it anyway, and they went ahead and charged me with um, money laundering for that, which oh, is okay, like that's the completely weakest, nonsensical. Yeah, it's like the weakest possible money laundering charge ever. And then uh, the other money laundering charge is a conspiracy to money launder charge where they're saying that I worked in tandem with somebody else. They seem to be suggesting you, Arya, uh, in order to accept... Uh, money from wire fraudsters in order to money launder for wire fraudsters, which, of course, we never did that. Uh, we never would have right. knowingly dealt with anyone like that. And we did everything we could to stop uh, the wire frauds and other frauds from occurring. So that's the reality of it. But that's what the, that's the picture they're going to try to paint, even though they haven't really gotten to that part yet. I don't know when they will and again, uh, this, get to it. This was the first time I had been to the trial. And I... I'm sort of hoping that this number of mentions of me is like a freak accident. Mm. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be brought up here and there, but it's not this consistent, is it? Well, it seems pretty clear that they had a case for the two of you, right? Yeah, like right. they were prepared to prosecute the two of you, and, and they haven't gone the through minute. and really rewritten it. Okay. No, they're um, just going. They're just going with it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they okay, got so all their I, evidence there. They're I'm going to continue to get mentioned quite a lot. Then. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, as somebody who's gotten more than my fair share of mentions during this trial, too, I've mm-hmm. got to say it's nerve wracking. I can only imagine what it's like for you where they're, you know, trotting out evidence. Uh, in my case, it's just like sort of naming me at times. Well, it's immaterial evidence to me, right? They, they can't charge me for anything that's revealed in there because they already knew about it prior to the case. And, you know, because of the terms of the plea deal. The only person it's truly nerve-wracking for has got to be Ian, and he's handling it remarkably feel, well. He didn't fine. generally handles things well. Right. He uh, he doesn't jump to conclusions. Um, almost inhumanly is uh, able to avoid uh, you know jumping to conclusions. Therefore, he's like the Spock. Yeah, but <laughs> I think that in this case it plays against him because. Um, you know, where the juror may say, well, I would have figured out that this was a scam because all we've been hearing for the last two weeks is scam, 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 scam. Whereas you guys were buying and selling Bitcoin to people that, uh, you know, by and large, weren't scammers. The other thing that happened today in court, they did break, thankfully, in the middle of this bureaucrat that was just reading documents for hours and hours it was hours. very weird and but you know a lot of the libertarians were like oh the jury's got to be bored out of my, their minds i don't think i i think they've been libertarians too long and they can no longer understand how the average person views this sort of thing hmm. like to these jurors this is the highest honor sitting on a jury th- this is their that's not well, true for everyone a lot of people they're at church now. <laughs> they, yeah some of them do yes but like this is this is their religion. This is their entire world. This is the best, most democratic, justice-oriented, we live in a democracy sort of... This symbolizes mm-hmm. all of that to them. They're not bored at all. They're paying intense attention to this. This is world-defining for them. They're going to remember mm-hmm. this for the rest of their lives. Is that that time I stood I up for democracy and justice. I mean, there, there are those people, and to be fair, Mark, the ones that really want to get out 
are able to get out. Yeah, they pretty so much get out. I think that it probably does lean more towards what Arya is saying as far as the people that end up on these things, but not all of them want to, you know, really want to be there. They just feel like, okay, well, this is part of living in a civilized society. Yeah, it's their sacred so duty. I've got to do this, and they're going to do the best they can, hopefully. Which means that they will pay attention to all of the evidence. And they we seem have yet to be to... paying a lot of attention when I was there. I, yeah. I was getting some glares from the jurors. Yeah, really. Yeah, but I kind of understand. You know, there's just a bunch of middle-aged white dudes probably never seen a trans person before, mm. and then suddenly I walk in there, not like I own the place, but like like I own the place, and mm. I just sit down there and I start taking notes and minding my own business. And uh, Sissy eventually asked me, he "Was like, hey, that's my you... defense attorney." Yes, he was like, "Can you?" not come back in there later (laughs) okay (laughs) and it was a really good call on his part because i mean he was right with all of the mentions that i was going to get for the rest of the afternoon i didn't need to be in there Mm. it it wouldn't have been a good look so they interrupted this boring just reading of documents for hours finally with an actual other witness who they had to take sort of in the middle of the first witness because they fly, they're flying these elderly folks in, these people that have been victimized by online scammers that have nothing to do with Aria and myself. We don't know who these scammers are, uh, but these people were taken advantage of, and they were told by these scammers to purchase Bitcoin and gift cards and other things and whatever. And No, so- but that one, the one lady who testified today, she almost refused to admit that you did not know the scammer. Realistically, yes, she's she's stupid. That was moronic. Everything that I heard today about this, she sent $700,000 to someone that she had never even met. Had she so told that, someone about this? Yeah, anyone. They would have hopefully been able to, you know. And as sister pointed out, where were the hell were the bank tellers going? Why mm-hmm. are you sending $300,000 She said they to, didn't ask. They didn't I, even ask. I know. Yeah. But but who did? Who I did? did? Who called her and asked her to make sure she wanted to actually yeah. do this? Yeah. The one the on one person who trial. did is is the guy who's yeah. uh, the you know the most <laughs> evil uh, son of Satan here. Yeah. I'm the one they're trying to put away for more than now 70 years, but it was 420 years before they dropped the supermajority mm. of the charges right before trial. Can I hear 99? Can I hear 89? <laughs> and <laughs> now they're going, going after Bankman uh, with an indictment unsealed today. He was arrested yesterday in the Bahamas after a lot of people were saying, you know, this guy's not going to be touched. And I was kind of thinking maybe they wouldn't go after him. I didn't think he did anything that was actually illegal, right? I mean, he, there was a lot of stuff that was people. shady. No, he defrauded people. Like, oh, did he? he his... Uh, his system, FTX, whatever it was. I mean, I don't know for sure. I was never an FTX client, but right. uh, but you know, normally when you deposit funds onto a Bitcoin exchange, it is represented as though they have those funds on hand. Yes, like that. The most that they would do. Oh, he is did a fractional pr- reserve cryptocurrency. He loaned out uh, and and he bought things with he he did all kinds of things with his customer money allegedly right like that's yep. supposedly what went on with the FTX uh, debacle was he allegedly sent you know some amount of billions or whatever to his investment group and they lost a bunch of money or whatever I don't know all the details but he took customer deposits from his exchange and he did things that he was not authorized to do with those customer deposits is what people are saying about this FTX situation and he okay. has not I don't think he's denied uh doing that but when you deposit money on a crypto exchange it shows your balance right it shows you okay you have a you know half a bitcoin on this crypto exchange but there's just the number you don't think yeah you don't think 
Well, it was denominated in his uh, crap coin. You don't think that behind the scenes that crypto exchange has actually been trading your coins without your consent or especially for their garbage coins coins in order to, to prop it up. But right. yesterday, what happened uh, we didn't get to was this story about the metaverse, and we've been covering this over the last, what, roughly the year, last year or so of, of Free Talk Live. There's been all this buzz, and Mark, this is probably the first time you've talked about this topic uh, with us here, and this, there's a ton of buzz, and it's all manufactured. There's not yeah. actual, like from what we can tell, there's actually no one who's really excited about this with the exception of these companies like Meta, which of course Facebook Face- renamed Facebook, itself yeah. to Meta a couple of years ago after they purchased uh, Oculus Rift back in 2013, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it's been a while. And they've been, you know, they've been, you know, developing this whole idea of the uh, virtual reality hardware and software well, they've and all been that. trying to they're not yeah. very good at it well from what i can tell the oculus rift is a nice piece of hardware like i i did put well, one most on. of the work was done for them that's true they just bought somebody else's work yeah uh, which is what we do fine, whenever yeah. we go to the store yeah. <laughs> you know and sure. I, you know they may have kept some of the original designers on so who knows what all all that's about but the idea of the metaverse mark what have you heard about it it's um, a virtual reality world where you can, uh, you know, meet. It's it's like uh, Facebook and uh, Second Life combined. So it's this virtual reality world where you can do so much stuff, and it'll be great. But what's di- what is the difference between the it'll metaverse? be great and stuff? Yeah. Well, well, that's what we're being said. Well, right? What is the difference though between the metaverse, quote unquote, and virtual reality as we've known it up until this point like why is this new concept coming in is there something different about the so-called metaverse it's facebook's uh virtual reality it's their own proprietary virtual reality in their own space okay that is incorrect that's the meta world which they do have a version of the metaverse that they're calling meta it gets really stupid but of course it, it was it was bound to once facebook took the name meta for themselves but I right. think Meta is like That's one adding instance confusion. of the metaverse. So Facebook has something that they've introduced called Horizon Worlds. Oh, and that's what is, I was thinking. It is a virtual meeting space. Okay. So my understanding of having, you know, being pitched by the mainstream media, mainstream media has been pitching this on behalf of Microsoft and Meta and, you know, other big megatech corporations saying, this is the next big thing. Forget about phones. This is what, where things are going. You're going to be shopping in the metaverse. You're going to be having meetings in the metaverse. You're going to still be playing video games. So basically the idea is virtual reality used to be just for gaming. And now they're trying to open it up to all these other potential applications. That's essentially what the metaverse is. It's widening it the sense. marketing I mean, for if VR. I, you know, if I think about where I go in a given week, it's either um, out to eat or uh, to a grocery store, right? That's pretty much it, Mark. Uh, you're right. The metaverse is virtual well, reality, but it's like no to, longer limited to just video games. I like the idea of going to the grocery store um, on the metaverse. Like, Why? So, well, let me hold on. 
I'm going to tell you why. Stupid idea, but yeah, I do want to hear your your point. <laughs> so I can go there and I can pick up things, right? Uh-huh. Like I can look at the products uh, and I can look at presumably the label. You can see the bruises on the fruit, even. On now the you can't see no, that. You can't do that. No, you no. can't see the bruises on the no. fruit. You're going to get your fruit the way they, uh, whomever you get whatever they pick for decides. You, right? And yeah. currently, the grocery stores are trying to make this happen. They've got big mm-hmm. racks that are empty of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of people getting their food delivered and, and stuff like you know that it's just going to be piled up there. Um, I don't feel like you can really do the going out to eat experience, uh, but no. you can sure have the food delivered to you. Um, the same food. You can pay Applebee's, you know, this incredible markup to make your okay. food for you. So, and then you go and I we've guess already seen sit in a virtual Applebee's and eat their wing dingers. We, we've I don't know. already seen a version of this, not per se grocery store, but there is a Walmart Metaverse app apparently, okay. or some sort of virtual reality. Walmart. So, Metaverse isn't proprietary no. term used by Facebook. It is not. Okay. Uh, Metaverse is this. It's some sci-fi author, I think, a couple decades or a few decades sure, ago. Sure, I've, I've heard the term. Came up with the term. Yeah. So It's also used in cosmology and, you know, uh, theoretical physics, all that kind of stuff. But I think the best way to understand it here is that it's, it's virtual reality, but it's not just video games anymore. It's other things, yeah. right? Meetings and shopping and things like that. So we watched, this is several months ago. On the Tuesday night episode, I believe, we watched some of this footage from this Walmart shopping VR experience. And oh my God, it is just numbingly bad to watch this. I hate TikTok. I, I like TikTok, but I hate TikTok. But but social media used to be like Facebook in particular. It was all about broadcasting your life for the entire world to see your relationship status, mm-hmm. your, your breakup, your drama, all right. of this stuff. And I hated that about it. Because I mean, I feel like you should keep these details about your life private, but most people don't. And I always dislike that about social media in general is that it just sort of encourages this type of narcissism where everyone wants to see pictures of my grandkids. Look, lady, no one wants to see pictures of your grandkids. The only reason they're clicking like on your picture of your grandkids is so that you will return the favor one day and click mm-hmm. like on their picture of their grandkids. That's a good point. I like that their life is going well. I like that sure. they're happy. Um, you know, I just how kinda... happy are they though if they're they feel the need to broadcast that to social media? Oh, I'll tell you. I'll I'll show you pictures of my kid any day, any day, anytime you want to take a look. Yeah, um, on social media. I generally don't put it on social All right, media. There, well, there we go. There's the difference. Well, uh, just because they don't have the same filter I have, uh, that's okay. I'm I'm happy to see pictures of their kids on social media. I don't think it's about filtering. I think it's about using it for different purposes, right? Like, if you were to go on vacation, I don't feel like you would be constantly posting your fa- vacation photos to Instagram and Facebook. Sure, you do that. You I have some. some on Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook, but that's like, it's tertiary to your vacation itself. Right. With it is not my vacation to post on, and I almost never, just a little secret about my uh, social media, I almost never will post a picture while I'm there. Right. So if you see a picture from Prague, it's because I've left. Right. And that, that's understandable, but most Which people Which can be a little confusing. Somebody will say, hey, I'm in Prague, too. And let's get lunch. Let's, yeah, let's but most people don't out. operate that way. They use mm-hmm. Facebook and Twitter in general, just to largely talk about themselves. And that's fine, but it creates this illusion that other people are interested in that. And I don't think that's really the case. TikTok, Mm -hmm. on the other hand, it's a platform where people try to be as weird as possible in order to get likes and views, as far as I can tell. like They're trying to be creative. I don't know if creative is even the word I would use. Some are. Some try to be funny. 
Some try to be creative, I, and some just dance. Right? I think so most of like, them are just trying to be weird. They're just okay. trying to do something that's just so weird and so zany and so unusual that people click like to it. And I, I guess that's fine, but I would rather people do something that's well, genuinely... Well, you can be weird and suck at it, and you can be weird yeah. and entertaining at it, right? So like the people that are entertaining, hopefully, are the sure. ones that are more likely to get the attention. But that's different Well, that's how we taking... got 11,000 views, right? There's these two like twin rich girls from uh you know from Connecticut who they wanted to be like the Kardashians or something so they just started dancing on TikTok and now people follow them even though they're just completely vapid and uninteresting and ridiculously dumb like the Kardashians right right <laughs> so that's a big category well, I'll tell you well how about a- the Cash Me Outside girl that's what she did is she on there I, I'm sure she is probably I mean, is she right? tried to have a rap career or something afterwards she did yeah. It bad baby, bad Barbie. I don't remember. I just remember it, it did not quite work. But I mean, um, it was like they said on Family Guy, right? America loves hot, half-naked jailbait. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. And I mean, we can deny that reality all we want, but it's a simple statement of fact. There's a reason these 15-year-olds dancing in bikinis and booty shorts are so popular well, TikTok's on TikTok. an international pa- platform too, right? So the argument would be yeah. that the entire world I'm loves sure the that. entire world yeah. does, but Americans are... Not subtle about it. <laughs> well, I, I I must say that I watch people of all sorts dance on Instagram. Sure. Uh, and I will continue to do so. I'm interested in, I you know, there's all kinds. Like, there's just big fat guys, uh, you know, all kinds of things. And, and I think that's all How much time do you spend watching big fat guys dancing on Instagram, Mark? Maybe uh, once a week you'll see a video. Really? Yeah. That's... More videos of fat naked guys dancing. Than, I didn't say naked. Okay, I don't know why I said naked, but that's more <laughs> videos of fat guys dancing than I watch in probably. A, I a my year. feed actually just looks at like dance as opposed to like the the movement of humans. Oh, of course, yes. As yes. opposed to you're, you're watching the 15 year old dance because it's. An, I'm it's not an art saying form. there aren't extraordinarily attractive <laughs> women, but I, dance is a an art form. Uh, you know, a separate from yes, that. Yes. It's aesthetically pleasing. I I get it. Yeah, it's definitely aesthetically pleasing. By the way, Bad Bobby, since you uh, brought her up, a.k.a. Danielle Brigoli, I just looked her up on TikTok. She is at 6.5 million followers, See, so she's doing just fine. Now, followers on TikTok, from what I can tell, it's meaningless. My sister has like 47,000 or something like that followers on TikTok, and I look. And Free Talk Live's video average views is like stomping her. She'll get like two or three hundred on average. Wait, who? My sister. Oh, okay. Two or three hundred. And she has how many followers? Views of like forty-seven thousand. Okay. It's exactly what we see on YouTube and Facebook. Where yeah, mm-hmm. sure, on Facebook we have seventy-seven thousand followers or whatever, but. Yep. Oh, on one of our videos, many, we might yeah. have five people who actually watch it. Yeah, but she's getting millions of views. That's because she's body. hot naked gel bait. <laughs> well, she was. I suspect she's over 18 at this point because it's been some years. Okay. Well, now she's just hot and naked. Mm-hmm. But she oh, was I... certainly jail bait at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why America loved her so much. <laughs> she was jail bait with attitude. Plus, she's not... trashy. Yeah. Super trashy. Yeah, she, she really was. <laughs> and, uh, she really, really fostered that image, too, I mean, from what there, I could tell. And America loves it. She was tremendously successful, and she still is somewhat successful. So, I mean, good for her for that, I guess. Here she is twerking in her <laughs> second most recent video. I mean, she's not super. I realize she's got millions of pop 
the followers, right? But that mm-hmm. really doesn't mean a whole lot on TikTok. And I mean, she's not super popular. Her music career didn't really go anywhere. We're not seeing her on television the way we were like. You're not watching snooky. television. Okay, that's true. She may be on, she may be all over television for what I know. That's a fair point. But to be fair, she's only got 6 million followers or 6.4 or whatever. And there's other people who have not had the same exposure as her in mainstream media that have far more, right? So a lot right. of these influ- quote-unquote influencers on the uh, on these sites, many of them have never had that sort of mainstream exposure, but yet virally they have grown for whatever their, you know, whatever reason people are attracted to them. Well, she had her moment, her five minutes in the spotlight. And, and she's milked it, for sure. And, no and she's done a good job yeah. of milking that. I'm just not sure that it's ever going to be more than that. And well, I, I as think, long as she doesn't have to work a real job, well, we she's don't know been she, successful. With six million followers on TikTok, she's got a real job. Or is she? she's doing something for money. Somebody's that, paying her to make music, if you want to call it that. I have not listened to it. I can't there imagine. There she makes music. Yeah, I can't imagine it's worth listening to, but it, presumably she has a record contract. Okay. Well, so, I mean, that, that's a real job. Let's if get you, into... If the, you want to make a career out of being music, I mean, a lot of people have this idea that, you know, it's just wake up and play guitar or whatever whenever you want to, but I mean, you know, she's going to have to put some actual work into it. And, I mean, she's probably doing pop, so it's not like it takes a lot of work unless you Auto-tune, singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Taylor Swift certainly her. puts in a lot of work, but most pop musicians don't. All right. So we could talk about TikTok, but honestly, the three of us don't know that much about it. So we don't no. spend any real time there. Although we do have a TikTok uh, for those of you that would like to follow Free Talk Live We're doing on this going well. TikTok, you can go to TikTok dot freetalklive.com and that'll take you right to our TikTok channel. And I, to be, I will be fair to TikTok. You don't have to have an account. You can just go to our channel and watch a video or more than one. I don't know if it cuts you off. It probably does at some point, right? But but if you just I would want be to surprised go- if it I mean you don't need an account to go to YouTube and watch YouTube videos. That's true. But you do need a lot like for Facebook you usually need an account to do almost mm-hmm. anything yeah. on Facebook. So it's not as locked down as some of the other social media out there. But obviously if you want to like something or comment on a thing or whatever, you're gonna have to log in. But if you just want to see our videos, you can just go to TikTok.freetalklive.com and check them out over there. And if so, you're looking for like leftist oriented stuff to share with your leftist friends or your young friends, mm-hmm. our TikTok's probably the best place to go for it, because that's generally what I've been putting up there. Somebody might want to say, I don't want to go out to the club or something. I want to meet people online. Um, and that might be a tool for that. But but they don't need VR for that. Remember Second Life? Yeah. This is like that, but with VR, basically, right? They already ha- yeah, adding- they already have Second Life. Second Life's and- been around for two decades now. And Indeed. Discord and World of Warcraft and all these other platforms where they can meet other people and socialize with other people. Facebook included, social media included, yeah, and if that's what they want. You could have a meeting in Second Life, too, right? So, like, you yep. could always have a meeting in some sort of virtual reality space. It's yep. just now they're trying to well, tailor apps specifically for that. Now, this is what I'm hearing, is that there's no new technology to this, and it's not that there uh, interesting. The technology no, has improved it's a little way bit. Overblown. Can I fight monsters with a sword is mostly what I want to know. Yeah, I like how his question is basically the same as my question, you know. Ping me with this metaverse stuff when I can fight dragons. They have that. Don't they have Skyrim? Yeah, but it's... And that's that's the only aspect of VR that I'm interested in. Sure. Is the video game aspect and of it. And that's coming along, and it will get better. There's no doubt about that. But Meta staff here are hitting out at Mark Zuckerberg. What's the story? I'm sorry, did you say that? Uh, no, I did not. I can't... It's from Business Insider. Okay, thank you. They buried that. No, it's just Insider, mm. evidently. That's all it says at okay. the top. 
So Meta staff are hitting out at Mark Zuckerberg in blind reviews because they think his metaverse obsession will single-handedly kill the company. Now, blind is something I had never heard of before this article. A blind review? Yes. It's a website. It was a forum where you can prove that you work for a company and you oh. can basically re- leave a review, an anonymous review of what it's like to work for that company. Oh, interesting. It's like a, a truly anonymous suggestion box. Neat. Okay. And you, huh. it's not perfect if you get fired from your company. Obviously, your account still exists there, and you could probably still go in and add reviews for some amount of time. But they do periodically. It doesn't say how, how often. How do you prove it? Do you have well, to like send a pay a work stub? email. Uh, oh, from that domain name. Okay, right. that if, makes sense. If I was like, I want to review Free Talk Live, they'd be like, all right, well, we have Show to... Show us that you right. have an email address there. Or, okay, that makes sense. There's probably other authentication mm-hmm. methods they have, but email's probably... No, that's interesting. Email's the primary So one. these are actual verified people that work for Meta. Well, worked. We don't know to what okay. extent. I mean, if they left, it's going to take six months before the company sends them a, hey, do you still work here? We need you mm-hmm. to prove you do. I see. Email. I see. So... And so, I don't know what the, that time frame is. Okay. By the way, uh, according to a YouGov poll, this is being reported by thenextweb.com. The story is about how the UK is particularly uninterested in the metaverse. They've got a chart here that shows the UK and the US results interest in the metaverse by age and gender. Only 27% of people in the US are quote-unquote interested Uh, whatever that means, in the metaverse. It breaks down to 33% male versus 22% female. Of course, as you might imagine, younger demographics are more interested than older demographics, with 55-plus being 12%. Uh, 35 to 44, 35%. And then what do they describe to, as young and old here? Because 18 to 24 would be 46%, 25 to 34, 48%. And then it goes down from there. That is not older. what I would have expected. That's kind of surprising. I would have expected the 25 to 35 crowd to be the biggest ones and the ones under 25 to be less excited. That's exactly what the, what it is. 25 to 34 is 48 ah. percent. 18 to 24 is 46 percent. So not much less, but slightly less uh, excited. Now, I don't have the exact question that they asked these people. This is just a chart on And we a don't story. know what interested even means. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Although they do point out here that... Uh, Oh, here's the actual YouGov report. So I can pull that up. But anyway, let's talk more about what's going on over at Meta, where employees have been speaking out, but without revealing who they are, on a website called Blind, was it? Yes. And this Blind site verifies that the employees are indeed working or have worked for the company. At the very least, when they authenticated their accounts, and they had to do this periodically to ensure that they still work there. They authenticated their accounts, and they were employees of Meta when they authenticated their accounts. Right. So what do we learn here from them speaking The Metaverse will be our slow death, said one user who called (laughs) themselves a senior software developer. They added, Mark Zuckerberg will single-handedly kill a company with the Metaverse. And I don't Hmm. think, I, I think that's a bit exaggeratory because obviously there's, shareholders and boards and stuff he can be held accountable at some point they can be they could like stop this yeah they hey. could sell that division yeah. and close it down and i suspect they'll have to at some point because i i just don't see the money being made in this oculus rift should have been left in the hands of gamers where it belonged and i suspect that's where it's ultimately going to find its way mm-hmm. but even gamers aren't overly interested in virtual reality at this point this technology it, it, it hasn't really taken off has it no it, it did it's got a niche 
It's got a niche. Like there's there's still yeah. enough money that they're still making new uh, VR equipment. There's new generations of it coming yeah. out. So there's some people out there. That it are. comes and goes though in waves, like it has been for the last twenty, thirty, forty years. I don't know how long it's been, but. Going all the way back at least to the Virtual Boy, there's interest in it. Everyone's excited. Then it comes out, and people are like, oh, this is neat. And then it dies off again. Let's go to Chuck. He's in Washington State. Go ahead, Chuck. You're on Free Talk Live. I think Free Talk Live sounds best in uh, staticky AM radio, but live. Oh, thanks, you know Chuck. I, mean? I appreciate it, man. I, 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 anyway. You're, you're showing you your know, age. <laughs> I don't care. That's okay. That's just, I'm just My saying, experience with so, AM is like it's low quality, it's staticky. Young people cannot handle AM radio. I'm I'm with you, Chuck. I, I can don't handle mind it. listening. I don't mind listening on AM, but I uh, like it. Just well, fine. And you're yeah, in I your fifties. No, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm talking to Mark. Right. I'm talking to Mark. I don't know how. But old you can get Chuck. clear AM stations, like right? If you're in the right place. Yeah. If you get digital sure, AM. Yeah, yeah. If you're in the right. Yeah, but I appreciate the the. Uh, down with uh, the bleed over with the Christian station or mm-hmm. some uh, station with Spanish going on in the background and then Free Talk Live getting bleed over. That's that's always awesome. I, but Enjoy anyway. those days while they last. It's amazing to me that you're not being sarcastic. No, he's serious. I know. No, I'm he's not. Serious. I, I'm being serious. I know you are. That, that's amazing to me because when... It's a when generation think, gap. Yeah, area. one of my favorite well, I, things I, about listening to Free Talk Live is the bleed over from the Christian station. That <laughs> no one would believe that was a sincere <laughs> statement. And I mean, I I'm not saying you're not being sincere. I 100% believe you. It's just amazing to me. All right, Chuck. What else were you calling about tonight? Well, the reason that I thought about calling, I you started talking about the metaverse, or, mm-hmm. or did I get that right? That's what the term is. They've been they've been pushing pretty heavily. Okay, so. I looked that up on Google real quick because I had no idea what the hell I'm. Uh, you guys are talking about, and I'm showing my age again, of course. But uh, Google's telling me that it's moving towards an immersive experience to build the next evolution in social technology. And I wanted to click further. That sounds like a bunch I of market that, speak to me. Yeah, that sounded like the Web 3.0 people defining metaverse. Yeah, it sounds like uh, uh, buy something. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, or some types of Dungeons and Dragons type of a thing. I, I wish it was that. But no, it's a paradigm-shifting way to view the world that's never before seen. Hit, heretofore unknown, breathtaking vistas. Mm-hmm. Explore the depths of humanity's existence in stunning, yeah. legless graphics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I liked. Yeah, I'd check that out at the library if they had it. <laughs> It's amazing to me that there's this huge gas, uh, gap between what the internet is going to be, I think, and what people like Mark Zuckerberg just want it to be. Mm-hmm. And they, well, it's funny yeah. watching them fail to understand that no matter how much money they throw at this thing, it's never going to come to fruition you if it doesn't force take to, off. To use it, yeah. right? DJ the Spy calling us from Colorado. Well, hello, everyone. I just wanted to say that uh, my heathen husband, who is unsaved, I'm a born-again gay Christian, Mm -hmm. but my heathen husband, James, he's starting to believe all of a sudden. Hmm. He's like, because I I joked, I said, Ian Freeman is starring in his rendition of Jesus Christ, Bitcoin star, (laughs) right? 
And you'll never believe in, in real life Judas Iscariot, the man who betrayed Jesus and ultimately had him killed. Did you know that Judas was Jesus's bookkeeper? I don't know. I'm not familiar with the story. Yeah, sure. He kept the money. Yes, he kept the purse. And so James was like, because I always joked with James, I said, honey, I don't know if you're meant to be a Christian, but if you are, God will make a story about one of your friends and it'll be like Jesus's story. And he's like, no, no, no. Are you kidding me? That Melanie is the Judas of the story and she's the bookkeeper. <laughs> so does Ian go down uh, and these charges then get found guilty and uh, executed? No, no, no. He has, has to go to jail for being a naughty, naughty money, unlicensed money transmitter or whatever. I'm hoping, you know, I don't know, like, I would have gotten on the witness stand and say, isn't it true, Mrs. Miss Neighbors or Miss Johnson or whatever her real name is nowadays? You know, because I thought that's the other thing. She's going to probably have to move because nobody's ever going to want to talk to her again. Well, well, she's certainly not a safe person to have as a friend. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I'll certainly still talk to her. I mean, keep her keep her at distance, right? You don't want to tell her your secrets or anything important or critical. And I, I, I suspect that most people aren't going to cold shoulder her, but I, I do think you're right. And if she for no other reason, didn't have many friends. No, she didn't. If for no other reason than her own sanity, I think it's in her best interest to move. Well, I, I was questioning my own sanity because I thought, did I make a judge? Like, a, did, is Ian Freeman like secretly a drug cartel kingpin that I don't know about? And mm-hmm. I kept thinking I would never like, I mean, I thought we've known each other for what, seven years now, something like that. And uh, I was, you know, the, the the Mark Sisti almost had me thinking, he's like, we have this evidence that we're not going to show you that Ian Freeman's a bad man. Tell not us Sisti. what he did. Sisti's, no, uh, no, 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 uh, excuse me, uh, Seth Ephraim. Seth that's Abram the government prosecutor. McConnell. Those are the government prosecutors. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's I their apologize. job. Go ahead, Bad Slave. Yes, sir. What's um, on your mind tonight? I want to talk about uh, Seth, the First Amendment tyrant. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I, how do you, you know, come across the circumstance where you're defending the First Amendment? As a prosecutor, I, 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 I can't. Well, I can tell you this: I haven't heard him mention the First Amendment at all during this particular trial. He's the. You can be a First Amendment specialist and a prosecutor. They just don't cross over much. I would say. What is a First Amendment specialist? Because somebody who understands what legally uh, free speech is and freedom of religion. They know the state of uh, the legal status for the various different cases. They follow it closely. They may have actually defended people who have been accused of things. He's not a defender. He just at at most he chooses not to prosecute things. Mm Well, I don't even know how much he can choose. There, uh, he's an assistant U.S. attorney. He's he's probably following orders. He's a lapdog. From who? Of somebody in New Hampshire? Is there the U.S. attorney for New there Hampshire? There is. Okay. Yeah, her name I believe is Jane Young. She's yep. she's on some of the paperwork, but we've never actually seen her in person. She's new. She replaced the Trump one, I think. Mm, okay. The, yeah. There was a different so, one prior to this year or last year. Go ahead, bad slave. So I would, you know. As a result of, of, you know, just my observation of, of uh, jurisprudence, 
why is there not a a competitor for the um, bar association? Because the U.S. government it's outlawed. Yeah. The it's a cartel. The bar association is is in a mono, it's a monopoly. It's not really a cartel, right? Because if there were a competitor, then it wouldn't be a monopoly. But uh, the lawyers have basically teamed up with the lawyers who run the government because it's usually lawyers that are state representatives and such in most states. Here in New Hampshire, it's a bit of an exception to that because there's normal like business people and retirees and, and things like that uh, that are state reps because they only get paid a hundred bucks a Presumably year. Presumably not in the Senate, though. The Senate gets paid. Uh, they only get a hundred bucks a year as well. A- I know, but they're they're less likely to be these retired business people. They're more likely to be attorneys. I don't know. I think you'd have to go and look okay. at the actual numbers on that. It's more exclusive, uh, but there's no particular reason for an attorney to be involved. Yeah, they're not getting any sort of decent paycheck, and an attorney can make good money being an attorney, sure. right? So, uh, but anyway, the uh, the point being that the attorneys in government have done the fa- a favor for the people in the bar association, which are also those same attorneys because they're all members of the bar, and they basically made it illegal for you to operate as a lawyer without being a member of the bar. The presumption is is if you've been to a correctional facility, you should be correct, right? Like, yeah, I I. I've been under their tutelage. Presumably, I come out better than those who haven't. I mean, maybe they would let you in. Who knows? They may not even ask if you're a felon. I don't know. Just like mm-hmm. if, you, if you're if you sort of known as a rascal, they probably wouldn't let you do it. But if you are so upstanding in the community, you probably would be able yep. to. And so, But the problem is there's a two-per-year limit on the number of times you can do an attorney, in fact, I mean, as the attorney, in fact, as the okay. person representing. Um, however, some have pointed out that that limit is hard to enforce outside of the same court, meaning that if you've been in front of the same judge, judge twice then that judge will know okay this person's in here all the time you're not an attorney they're they're gonna deny it but if you did one or two in Keene and one or two in hillsborough or one or two so if you moved kind of around the courts you might be able to pull it off but you know there's not really any money to be made at this at this point so that's why you don't see anyone doing it from like a serious perspective but- yeah but that's screwed up right if you are able to do this twice a year because mm-hmm. you have that much respect among your peers in your community or whatever and you continue to find work doing this at least twice a year. That in and of itself should be enough to get you admitted to the New Hampshire Bar. Mm. Clearly, people want to hire you. And isn't that the whole point of the New Hampshire Bar Association to, to well, weed out the quacks? Well, they have standards, right, that you have to meet in order to be a part of their organization. Uh, I think this, I think Bad Slave is correct. The, the correct way forward here is a legislative change that loosens that restriction from two to unlimited. Right, that would Certainly. be a simple change that they could uh, that they could move towards, or to abolish the mandate that you have to join the bar at all to quote unquote practice law in New Hampshire. That would be huge. Well, also the uh, the good character thing. I mean, like what if somebody wants to choose someone of disreputable character? Yeah, to I represent want a jailhouse them, lawyer. Then what difference does it make? I would prefer Agreed. that. Are you Agreed. kidding? Somebody with the experience. Yeah, right? someone right. Who, someone who's been in the thick of crap and who's come out on the other side. And this is the thing I contend all along when it comes to convicted felons. I mean, every once in a while, this pops its head up, and it's like, you know, always in dealing with the government, it's like you had a conviction where you're 17 years old. Mm. You know, and uh, like I'm 51, a successful mm-hmm. businessman who's reached the highest peaks of just about everything I've tried, and somehow 
My conviction when I was 17 years old only matters to you losers who can't make it out of government. Like, you know, for those who can't do, well, they work in government. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, this is kind of silly, especially now that America is the biggest incarcerator on the planet. Look, here's the easy way, folks. This is as easy as it gets. After a person has been five years without a conviction, just go ahead and sweep it under the rug. I remember when it used to be seven years on a uh, uh, on a job application. Fine. Let's talk to Riley. He's on the line in Utah. Go ahead, Riley. Hey guys, before I get into my topic about the Crypto Six trial, I just want to mention that I'm really grateful for having gold back and silver in my life and Bitcoin because. Hmm. It's given me an opportunity as a blind person to get away from the government currency, to get away from this whole idea that the government can tell me how much money I can have in my savings account if I'm on SSI, which mm-hmm. is below $2,000. So it's just nice to have money that the government can't access. Well, they can still raid your home and, and steal it from you, but... Well, uh, they can, sure. the gold and silver. The gold and silver, yeah, that's possible. But the, the odds that, that are going, that's going to happen to the average person, at least as of now, are still fairly low. Uh, but certainly those of us who have a little more visibility, uh, our odds are higher. And, and I would hope that this is one of the few ways in which being blind could actually benefit you, where the FBI would just be like, no, we're not going to raid this blind look person. Kind of bad. <laughs> Yeah, although they seem to be less yeah, and less concerned with, uh, with you know, what, how they look. That's true. What else, Riley? So I've been following the Crypto 6 case by listening to Free Talk Live and reading the free keen posts that Chris Wade, the Friday Night host, has been putting up. And I'm really wondering how the feds could be so idiotic to try and convict you, Ian, of a crime that you did not commit, which is scamming people. Because it just seems that they're trying to get these these people who are scammed by you know other people other than you on the witness stand mm-hmm. to try and make you look bad when in reality they're not going after the scammers and it just it just looks really desperate to me it sounds desperate to me I should say yeah I mean uh, Mark you've been in the courtroom does it look desperate to you um I think that they're what they're doing is weaving a web of just sort of there were scammers doing scammy things and then the presumption is that somehow ian was supposed to know every trick that the scammers play um and when what his goal was was to try to sell bitcoin does it look desperate i don't know if it looks desperate um i i don't know what things look like to somebody who isn't me and or sound like, or whatever the yeah, situation sure. is. So I just don't know. And I think they're looking pretty bad so far. I mean, I understand it is their job to make me look, and you know, to trying to make you and nobody Aria look uh, bad, even though they're not trying to convict you anymore at this point. But to make those, I of don't us- know what they're trying to do because. Now, my best guess is that they were just, you know, rehashing the trial that they expected. They would have to, had. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to make us all look bad, as bad as possible in this uh, Crypto 6 case, which is. That's their job. Somebody I don't con- need their help with that. I do just <laughs> fine making myself look bad. Thank you. Somebody confronted Georgina McDonald, who's one of the uh, the three main prosecutors on this case, in a hallway or outside the courthouse or courtroom at one point, and she, you know, she used the age old excuse of "I'm just doing my job." We have on the line right now Rob in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Rob. 
Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, look, uh, you guys were talking about, you know, felony convictions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating because uh, there seems to be, and, and to my notice, that if you typed in prosecutorial misconduct in a, in a Google search, I mean, it's all over the place. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all over I mean, the place, but in very rare circumstances, can anything actually be done about it? Right. I mean, I saw an FBI agent clearly get caught in saying something that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, lie is a, is a strong term, but it seemed like a lie. Yep. Um, I, I watched it happen. Um, and no you're one did anything. Head, you're talking about when the head agent claimed there was a call out here at the house, right? And admitted that there that the she call out was never a grenade. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. What's that? Oh, a call out a grenade? What are you talking a about? A call out is when um, they say, uh, "Ian, you're, you're, we we got you surrounded. Come out, come out, come on, your hand up. We'll yeah. send somebody in after you." Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. they give you a right? chance to come out is the idea. And yeah, they didn't do that at my house they either. Sure as hell didn't at mine. No. no, they threw a grenade at his house. Yeah. That within 45 seconds of arriving, um, and by arriving, I mean that's the the video started. The the vehicles were pulling up. Um, everybody wasn't out or anything. So it took 45 seconds just from the video starting. So, you know, if this call out occurred at 513 in the morning, mm -hmm. they did not give the, the amount of time they could have given would have been at tops 10 seconds for somebody to come rushing out of the house with their hands up mm -hmm. before they threw a grenade. And then after that, they ran a armored vehicle into the door you can see by the way in the footage there's no like i didn't cut out any of the action right like yep. any any of the stuff that was actually going down or whatever you Is see the it full video available anywhere not at i mean time. i realize most of it wouldn't be not interesting yes yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of just you know nothing in most cases so i didn't cut anything out uh, and you don't see anybody with like a megaphone or whatever. No, you know, there's nothing. You like see a guy that. throw a grenade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, there was no call out, and clearly, she told that you know that what she said was not true. Plus, uh, I'll point out that one of the prosecutors uh, made a statement about me where she jumped to a conclusion that was the worst possible conclusion and was also untrue. I'm going to go mm -hmm. ahead and call that a lie because this it was, was a about hearing. It was about me, or what the Bible would call bearing false witness. Go ahead, Major. All right. Um, most times I've ever been to court, they put a little fine on there for the Crimes Victim Relief Fund. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that or not. Mm, no. Nope. But down in Texas here a little bit ago, the director of the Crimes Victims, uh, yeah, the Crimes, Crimes Victims Relief Fund director was busted in a county truck for human smuggling. Wow. Now, when you say human smuggling, was he just doing a good deed and helping people who were not born in America get to the United States? Or was he actually enslaving people? This this was a woman, and uh, okay, well, she. he was being a coyote. Well, the coyotes can be varying levels of good or bad, right? Like, there can be an honorable coyote who does what he or she says they're going to do and takes you across the border safely to save money, presumably. For money. And then there's the dishonorable sort, which will possibly sell you into slavery when you get here. Right. And then there's the panic coyote who just abandons the tire cause it, truck because it has a flat and leaves you to die locked up in the back of the dam. Yeah, that's a terrifying thing. But, uh, there's there's another one. Do you guys know where the Baker's Dozen came from? This was from no. the the Department of Weights and Measures, right? Every donut has to be so damn fat. 
So uh. the bakers, because they could not make them an act, you know, exact ounce and a quarter or whatever, just by stamping them out, they would give just give you an extra donut so they wouldn't get sued. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.